From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer for The Lift on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, freelance on-camera meteorologist and former Weather Channel meteorologist Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network radio operator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter Bill Johnson. All right, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the Stormfront Freaks podcast, and if you're watching, it is Stormfront Freaks Raw, but we thank you either way for listening and watching. This is episode 27, and our guest is the Weather Channel meteorologist and host of the Ari Effect, Ari Sarsalari, and we'll also be discussing... uh, (laughs) What's up, dude? We'll, uh, we'll be discussing the future of weather media, and as always, stick around for our weather fools, weather resources, uh, and tonight we'll announce the winner of the Michael Binsky Storm Chaser book drawing. But um, before, before we get into introducing everybody, I do want to wish everybody on the show and all our listeners and viewers a happy birthday. We are celebrating our one-year birthday as a podcast we're we're still babies though happy birthday so so god forbid some of you still have have decided to listen and watch us uh (laughs) through this past year but hey we're having a great time we're probably having more fun than we ever have and uh so we look forward to, to continuing to do this but uh thank you a special thank you to all our listeners and viewers uh for us being able to celebrate that birthday. But uh, let's get to the best part of the show, which is <laughs> being able to introduce everybody uh, and find out what everybody's drinking here for happy hour. Uh, MJ, our storm spotter up in central Minnesota. What, I saw you tweet out already what you're drinking. Look pretty exciting. Yeah, sorry. I, I was jumping the gun on that. But uh, we, we had uh, <laughs> trying to you know promote us and all that. But uh, Good job, MJ. We um we we had these folks uh, on one of our uh, previous shows, so I thought I'd in honor of our first birthday, I'd I'd crack open a a uh, bad weather brewing uh, flagship yeah. windray red IPA. Ooh, nice. I want to try uh, that. St. Paul, Minnesota. It's a tasty, tasty little beer. So there nice. you go. Oh my goodness. So you I'm got cool. you got Kim with yes, the IPA. I am, Kim Salad. I'm drooling I get IPAs. Okay, and, so. Well, on the uh, on the IPA scale, you yeah. know, is it like really really hoppy or is it you know so so? Uh, it's it's got a pretty good hoppy flavor. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to. Uh, it's not their it, it's not their hoppiest. It's, I will say, they hoppy. happy uh, and hoppy. Oh, that's, that's one that's a little better, but sometimes they go together. Hoppy. That's true. All that's right, true. so I'm what I'm drinking tonight, uh, and Ari, being a graduate from the University of Wisconsin, might I be familiar it. with Leinenkugel, uh, which is up in <laughs> Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. But I am drinking the Linen Kugel Summer Shandy with the uh, weather we've had lately in the 80s. Uh, I've been feeling summertime, mm. so I got my lemonade flavored uh, beer. Very good. Very it's Linies. They call it Linies up in Wisconsin. It is, it is a Linies. Oh, I agree. That, that was actually the first beer I ever drank. Was a out of a bottle. Was Honey Linies, and, and I fell in. No, I, this was this is a while. I'm older than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good old lining kugels, just good old a good yeah. old original liney out of a bottle, and it was uh, in the summer. It was at a lake at someone's cabin. It was uh, it was outstanding. So, all right, we got Dina, who's uh, who's mm-hmm. up with us to celebrate our birthday. She's our weather producer, 
Yeah, now, are you still – now, are you still – I know you moved. So are you still in Atlanta, in the Atlanta, greater Atlanta area, or what? Yeah, I haven't moved yet. We're going to move next month. But oh, it's been fun. all the paperwork and the putting my house up for sale and buying the new one. It's insane lately. So how far away from your current place are you going to be? Like an hour. Oh, wow. An hour away, yeah. Okay, how, how but much you'll be closer, closer to, to work? work, right? Yeah. Well, my husband will be closer to work. I'll be about the same. Isn't it going to take like a whole week just to move the beer? <laughs> well, you know, the kegs I mean, are moonshine. somewhat heavy, moonshine, but, yeah. but that's what, you know, that's what I get people for. Yeah, it's moonshine. In fact, so what? that's what I've got. You do? <laughs> well, we've been talking. I've had that other, you know, I've had other flavors of the moonshine and Ari and Jen gave me um, a moonshine and I had to put it with some like cranberry juice or something. I was trying it because it is strong. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Like Woo! I could become a nail polish with that <laughs> nail polish. You know, <laughs> things with it, I think. Uh-huh. But it's good. It's good. All right. Well, then, and then we got Maz, our former TV meteorologist in Cincinnati. Maz, what are you drinking tonight, brother? You know, you know, I was going to have wine, and then my wife's like, "Bring home tacos." <laughs> do that. So I had to go with the Zero Hops Mick Ultra. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Close That's yeah. to be. How do you do it? More calories. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the third. I think you're the third person now. You're the third freak to have brought that to happy yep. hour. Yeah, I brought it. I could drink. <laughs> oh, four. So you're the fourth freak because I know Wait. Brady brought it. MJ brought it. Now, Dina. Wait, how many did Dina say she could have? What did you I say? had like six of them one day, and I didn't even have a buzz. I can't get a buzz off. They move I products. I mean, they move I products. I drink like one of these drinks. I'm like, Phil, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wow. That's when you give up quality for quantity when you yeah. do things, yeah. right? And that's why she's now <laughs> drinking moonshine instead of Ultra. <laughs> right. All right, then we got Kim, our former Weather Channel meteorologist in Atlanta. Hey what what uh, What IPA are you drinking tonight? I know. <laughs> well, let's see. This this one is back to Terrapin, another Georgia beer. This is a high five IPA. And this one, I like the citrusy one, especially this time of the year. So Me very too. hoppy, citrusy, and uh, it's very good. It's very cool can, too. I like it. So all right, cheers. And then we, mm-hmm. we've got Brady, our recent atmospheric science <laughs> graduate. First off, yeah. congratulations. He made it. He uh, he bribed the right people, and he actually graduated. <laughs> and I graduated. Now, what yeah. I, I, I'd ask you what you're drinking, but we know you're not drinking. So what are you sporting Bull. tonight? You know what? To everyone out He's there, look, this is wine. This is wine for my no parents. Way. This is no a wow. 1999 from the hills of Napa Valley, it is a Pinot Grigio that's been Ooh, sitting big words. In, in the cellars for years. <laughs> so this is it probably was, it was made when he was born. <laughs> also, I gotta say one thing: I hate IPAs. I can't do them. I can't do oh. IPAs. I respect it, but I can't do it. Brady, it'll can't. grow on you. Brady, you just have to down slip. one. Brady, take no. a sip so I know that it's see you drink it. drinking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now, whether it's lemonade or wine, I guess we don't truly know. But <laughs> lemonade. But we'll, oh, hey, I'll believe you just because it is our first birthday that you're truly celebrating. But yeah, by the way, we, gonna, we definitely have to say happy birthday before the show's over. That's all right. Happen, so I've, so. I've, I'm going to turn it over to Dina because we want to get to the person we're here for tonight. Dina, take it away. All right. Tonight, we welcome meteorologist Ari Sarsalari. And if you've ever watched the Weather Channel's weather app, you've seen him on there. He's an on-camera Met, and he's been featured on The Lift. 
And he also now has his own show called The Ari Effect. So you see him down there. He's at work. You could see him back there. Um, he's a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison and specializes in severe weather. So he's been busy today. Uh, so Ari, tell us. Uh-oh, you just went quiet at the end of that. But tell us a little bit about yourself, oh, I'm guessing. It's the alcohol. Tell, tell us about, you, well, you and well, your that's show. That's problem. I'm drinking pure <laughs> grain alcohol. That's open-ended question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that about covers it. Um, I'm married to another meteorologist. You guys might have heard of her, Jennifer. She's yeah, we kind of know her. We love her. She's awesome. Yeah, we talk yeah about she's great. You mean, you mean Jen? All the time. Wait, is that Jen. the same Jen that we knew, Phil? Yeah, could you imagine yeah. you got Jen? That's my wife. Oh, no way. Wow. <laughs> I, I can cook. That's how I got her. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like to do that, too. I like to cook. I like to play the drums. And I like weather. Yeah, this has been a fun career so far, about 10 years now. Um, most of it was on air in local news. And this has been my first gig outside of local news. And it's been very eye-opening working for digital. It's super, super, super different. And if I could go back to local news right now, I would do it so differently. There's a huge untapped market that nobody in local news is is doing, or really nobody on TV for that matter which just kind of involves, you know, huge use of video and just, you know, throwing out a lot of old ways that we do stuff. And I'm sure we'll get into some of that stuff, but Dina knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been very eye-opening and pretty fun. Yeah, I like my job. So, like so I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Tell us, because Dina might know, but the rest of us don't know. What What are you talking about? What would you? What are you throwing out and yes. what, are you, what are you keeping? Well, it's, a, it's kind of a tough thing. I think TV's tough nowadays. You always hear people talk about um, – you know, everybody on digital, you know, people on their phones and stuff, they have uh, short attention spans. I would disagree. I think it's everybody has shorter attention spans. I think people watching TV have shorter attention spans. Yeah. So TV is sure. a tough TV's a tough thing right now because you got to fill these six or seven minute segments with stuff. And, you know, it's just people just don't have the attention span for it. So we've got the um, unique ability here on, on the phone, on the app to just give people exactly what they need and get out. Um and so, you know, some of the things we like to do, and look, there's some some TV that is uh, picking up on this, but the use of some really strong video, <clears throat> not just any video, you know, you got to have some really attention-grabbing video that is actually interesting, I'm trying to put that at the top of stuff. Um, and you got to get creative with it sometimes, you know, I, I, I can give an example, you know, it, it's very easy when you're sitting there at 11 p.m., you're doing a severe weather forecast, and you've had a couple of violent tornadoes, and you've got great video of the tornado, you can just put that video at the top of the thing and say, this is what happened, the storms are moving toward the east, okay, be careful in these areas. Well, say you got a situation where it's 10 a.m., you're expecting run-of-the-mill severe weather in Illinois, just a regular slight risk for damaging wind. What do you do to make that interesting? Because every single day, you just say the same thing when that's going on. You're like, oh, yeah. risk for 60-mile-an-hour winds and um, and uh, quarter-sized hail. That goes in one ear and out the other. People don't listen mm -hmm. to it. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So if you can go just find – I don't care what year it's from. It could be from 1995. If you can find video of a 60-mile-an-hour wind and put that at the top of it and be like, look, I know we always say 60-mile-an-hour wind. Um, but let me just actually show you what that looks like, because I don't know if people understand what, how strong that actually is. You can open up with that and be like, and that's where, what you're going to see in some of these yeah. spots. You know, it's just, you got to get kind of creative with this kind of stuff. And it's become almost second nature for a lot of us that work in, um, in this uh, division here. That's kind yep. of, that's just some, 
Yeah. You ever get bored and just be like, this is what's happening right now from the old video? It's like, take cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the one thing that is is very frustrating to me at my job uh, right now, as much as I love it, is the fact that we don't cover severe, severe weather live, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's on the app. Yeah. I mean, we just have to wait for it to happen, tell the story. I love covering severe weather live. I mean, I, I miss mm-hmm. it like you have yeah. no clue. It, it, it literally know. burns inside for me to watch <laughs> local TV severe weather coverage. Kim, you know what I'm talking about? I do. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I do. Um, so, yeah. But apart from that, there's there's a lot of cool stuff that we do. I'm excited. Yeah, I guess, Dina, you help with this, right? I mean, you, you guys kind of yes. you work as a team together. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, because we've been on the lift together, and now Ari's got his own show called The Ari Effect. So, Ari, just tell everybody, you know, at least what time you could see it and where and what is it about? What's Ari Effect about? Yeah. Okay. So this is and this is something I think is actually kind of hard to understand, too. It's a different thing. It's like a it's a mobile show. These these are like these new things that we've been doing with the Weather Channel app. So the initial idea and the lift was the first one after the lift. But um, the idea is we're trying to get people – because what do you do when you first wake up? I mean, you get on your phone. That's what I do. I literally mm-hmm. waste almost an hour every morning that I could have probably got extra sleep or done something yeah. useful around the house. Yeah. Or Reddit or whatever, mm-hmm. check in Facebook. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's the first thing you do. And so we want to we wanted to come in and kind of – you know, have a hostile takeover of that part of your day, right? So you can just go on the Weather Channel and kind of get everything you need and some cool stuff. So it's not everything is pure weather, but we always do lead with the biggest weather story of the day. So basically what it is, the mobile show is like, you know, six to eight, maybe sometimes nine, small, very digestible clips. Try to keep them a minute or less. Sometimes they're a little more if they're more interesting. Um, very video heavy Get you, get you a couple forecasts that are really important of the day with good video in them and stuff. And then we get into some sciencey, techy, you know, viral videos. Um, you know, and those, sometimes we'll put text on those videos um, and sometimes the on-camera people do them. But that's, that's what the mobile show is. It's like seven quick clips. And so we've got one in the afternoon now. That's, that's the one that's my show. Um, and it's pretty much the same deal. And, you know, the real secret behind all this, and I think this is fine to say, is that it's not really any different from what we're doing regularly on the app anyway, because, you know, for the people watching here, and I could pull it up, I know there's a lot of people just listening, but, um, you know, when you open up the Weather Channel app, you get this homepage here, right? And um, basically, you see this little video right here, you would click on that, and it just launches you into a playlist of videos. This is what you're getting on the app all day. 4 and 9 p.m. It's branded with the Ari effect and between the hours of, what is it, 6 and 11 in the morning, Dina? That's uh, branded. The lift, yeah, the lift is 6 to 11. Okay, so then it would be branded the lift. So it's kind of like a show for those couple, you know, hours of the day. Does that make what sense? Kind of, yeah, what kind of prep time is that? Is it a lot more than the olden days of doing weather or what? This has been the crazy thing working in digital is that it's actually, um, it's way harder than TV was. And I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought I really did because I would, I mean, you remember when you're in TV and somebody's like, Hey, I need mm-hmm. a quick hit for the internet or whatever. And then you just do a couple of things. But when you're really trying to make them as good as possible, it takes a ton of prep work. I mean, we have a humongous, uh, you know, <laughs> team of people that's putting these things together. It's not just, I mean, it started off with just me and a producer in here when we were first figuring mm-hmm. out, we'd be so excited if we could get like uh, two or three videos done in a day. That was, that was like a lot. Now we're cranking out like 20 to 30 videos yeah. a day. Wow. But, <laughs> But the thing is, the, I think the most important 
piece of the whole puzzle is the news desk. You have to have a dedicated news desk that is completely dedicated. It's got to be multiple people that are just constantly looking for pictures and video all day. And you need to have them pointed in the right direction. So, you know, recently Dina and I, we've been kind of sending out emails to the news desk. Hey, this is where the weather's going to be today. Watch in these areas. Make sure you get... And they're, I mean, they're trolls. They go out on the... Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they call it. They call yep. it trolling. I mean, they go out looking for people that might be able to give us some free content, you know, of course, a lot of storm chasers, you have to pay for stuff and we do that too. But, you know, the idea is they, they get all the assets. You've got, um, weather producers that are making the graphics, you know, we got the on-camera people working with all those people to decide how we're going to do this one minute segment. It has to be, you know, orchestrated correctly. And then sometimes we got to shoot it several times because we'll mm-hmm. shoot it. You'll get 45 seconds through it. I'll goof up over a couple of words. Whereas in live TV, mm-hmm. who cares? But when you're doing, when you're doing it for the app where, you know, millions of people are going to see this thing, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're trying to get it right. So it ends up being harder than live TV. Sometimes I miss live TV because you can just kind of goof off and take your time a little bit and all that kind of stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's tough. I always man. thought, I always thought ad libbing was much easier than taping, yeah. you know, cause it, right. you, you can't really go back and correct this. You just keep going. Yeah. But Ari, yeah. well, what do you guys do when, when you have to make, let's say the forecast changes, do you guys go in immediately and retape it? to make sure the forecast is right. So you've got that going on as well. Is that what you guys do too? Yeah, definitely. And we can, we can turn videos out pretty quick. Um, probably within about 15 to 20 minutes, we could get a video changed on, on an app or a site or something like that. But I mean, yeah, like you said, we try to stay away from things like uh, specific watches, you know, for instance, tonight, tornado watch comes out and sometimes the homepage editors will be like, Oh, can you make a video and mention the tornado watch in it? And I'll be like, no, we shouldn't do that because they're probably going to issue more and then it'll end up being, so we'll just stay away from that and tell people where tornadoes are going to be. Um, but you know, if there are situations, you know, like what was it with the winter storm we had where New York city dropped the blizzard warning? Um, you know, that would be something we'd be like, Oh, Hey, hot process. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. We need to get a new video real quick and we get it out in like 15 or 20 minutes, which was a horrible, yeah, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Are there any, there any special like software or apps that you use besides the regular app? Is there extra stuff that goes into the whole production of it or what? We're shooting everything live to tape. Um, apart from some of you know, the text videos, we've got a whole team of editors. You know, So they're basically they're just editing videos all day, and they're very talented. This stuff is really good. I mean, don't you guys know, like, I mean, when you're like, Flipping through Facebook, I started to notice this a little while ago when those videos, when they have text on them and you don't have to open them and the sound comes on, I actually like that better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. annoying for me at my job because I want to do those videos, you know, and I have <laughs> less to do. But, um, yeah, it, it's kind of nice. The text video is like where everything's going now. So sometimes we do like hybrid videos with the on-camera person where there'll be a little text too. But, yeah, we basically, I mean, you can see the stu- this is a studio. Actually, I'm not going to move anything or my mic is going to get messed up. But... Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we've got just cameras, some, you know, just the essentials, everything you'd see in a regular weather studio, including a TriCaster. And um, we just shoot live to tape, meaning, um, you know, you've got one person on the TriCaster. He knows, he or she knows, okay, so we're going to be starting with this. We talk about it beforehand. I will be talking with the um, the director slash producer beforehand. And I'll say, okay, in this video, here's how actually this one, I want to start off with this map to give people some perspective. And then when I reference this, bring in this video and then, you know, some, some of the producers we have such good rapport with that. I just know when I say a certain thing, they're going to go a certain way. I mean, you know, the drill, you know, you've done TV, Mm -hmm. you you get good rapport with those people. How how are you trying to incorporate some of the things that, you like so obviously you like severe weather uh you're 
sounds like you're a big radar guru. You know, those are a few things, but how are you trying trying to incorporate yourself into those short little video segments? Well, I think the number one most important thing is the personality thing. Um, I think this is where a lot of, I think some of the most successful people that you see are just people that are so ridiculously good at 100% being themselves. And they're just like fun, friendly people to be around in the first place, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of like younger people who I'll, I'll help them with their tape and a lot of them do well. And some of them, they give me their tape and I say, you know, Hey, make sure you got to just work toward being yourself. And then I'll meet them in person. And I realize that is who they are. And I'm just like, Oh man, I don't know. This is for you. <laughs> but, but anyway, you know, but really and truly though, I mean, just the, the ability to just not, don't try to play TV. You don't know, be you fake. To, don't be, don't fake. be fake. So many people, they're all over the place, everywhere, even at the highest levels. You know, I, I when I'm helping people with their tapes, I always send them clips of people like Kate Parker, people like uh, Jim Cantori. I, you know, I mean, just these people that are so ridiculously good at being themselves. And it turns out they end up being the most successful people. Um, and so I think that's important. But the other thing also that we can do, like, you know, for my show specifically, is like I have a big say in what um, – uh, uh, pieces we put in there and I'm like a really yeah, techie sciencey guy like you said I have kind of like a dark sense of humor so we had this <laughs> we had this segment for a while called Metal Mondays where it would be like I don't know like a, a carnivorous plant eating a bug or something like that you know <laughs> I'm fascinated by that yeah I love that stuff yeah. so we have that and then um what else? Oh, you were talking about some of the radar stuff. I like to just sometimes it's one of those deals where like if you want it done right, you do it yourself. So like if I have an idea for a radar piece, I'll just, you know, I've, I've found some screenshot technology where I can just kind of make a radar thing myself with Gibson Ridge and then ship it over to the TriCaster for them and use it as an element in some of the things that we do. Wow. Yeah, that's that cool. cool. Now, Ari, I, that's I've, really always, cool. I've always been curious about you know, within digital, you guys have obviously your app, you have Twitter, you have Facebook. What, you know, what gets the most hits? What's the you know, most efficient, not necessarily most efficient, but what's the platform people go to the most, you know? You, you, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your phone? <laughs> it's, the phone? It's the app. Oh, yeah. Oh, the app? Yeah. The app, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The app is, um, God, we do so many views. What did we do last year, James B? How many video views did we do? 1.5 How many? 1.5 billion. That's it? I thought it was 2 billion. Oh I don't know, but it's in the what? Yeah, it's a billion. Wow! Oh Just like you can God. watch that whether you're um, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. In the morning, yeah. you know. But it just when you're shows you crap. <laughs> that, that's what I meant, but I wasn't going to say it. But yeah. Well, it's true. It's I mean, that was even harder to get hot. You remember? You remember the initial Dina? The initial um, advertisement oh, that was out for the lift. Yeah, it, it literally had somebody on the toilet looking. Oh, my gosh. And that was when we had Al on the show. That was when Roker was doing Al Roker. it. Wow. No. I, I can just dry my right. hair upside down when I'm drying my hair, and I've got the phone like, yeah. underneath my face watching stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't do, <laughs> just, no, I can't do just one thing at a time anymore. No. no Art, you, you just, it feels weird. You know, I mean, you probably don't know this, but is is there more views on like forecast videos, or is it more, um, you know, what what's gets the widest audience? You know, because I, I would actually it completely. It completely depends on the situation. So yeah. now, like you said, you're right. I actually don't know the exact numbers, but I do know. Don't take cat videos. 
We obviously. <laughs> Ooh, Kevin. Well, I mean, I've got a couple. Hey, I just got some kittens, so I've got a couple. I when, can shoot them your way. I know you're going to start liking those more than usual too, because I've become a total dog guy since we got that pup. But um, <laughs> so the thing is, I think when basically you have quiet weather, like in the summer when things are just kind of drab. Yeah, we do a lot of viral video views. I mean, we're looking to do video views no matter what, but yeah. we do our we still do our best numbers. I mean, it's still the powerhouse when we get big weather. I mean, Hurricane Matthew, we did an unholy yeah. amount. We did like 80, 80 million video views or something in a day. Um, I, I mean, think it's, we broke it's the crazy. internet. That's good. <laughs> like, yeah. They really did. Well, I, think that's good. I think that's good news, too, because it shows that people, you know, they actually – want to know the forecast you know that was kind of my point was people just kind of they don't really they just look at the numbers and they're like okay well i know what my high and low are going to be for the day you know well this is a great and you bring up a great point too you said yeah people want to know their forecast and they do want to know their forecast when it's important but the problem mm-hmm. is that not every day is their forecast important you out of here james have a good night brother we'll see you later peace um, out james everybody <laughs> says peace out <laughs> um so this is where I think TV has gotten a little behind is that, you know, this whole idea of trying to stay pure and tr- I am a weather purist. Do not get me wrong. Anybody. I know I'm talking to a podcast full of a bunch of people that are listening that are probably weather purists. Why doesn't the weather channel, they need to do just TV. You forget these reality shows. You guys, if you looked at the ratings, those shows did pretty well. I like them either, but you know, I mean, that's just, that's what pays the bills sometimes. But yes, I do think it's important to when there's real stuff happening, that's what needs to be covered heavily. Now, here, here's the deal. I mean, the way we do things in digital, no matter what, even if the weather's quiet, the first thing you see um, is always going to be a weather story. That's always going to be at the top of the app and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we do stick to the core with weather. But, I mean, you've got to be open to trying some new things and trying to, you know, get a little bit different. This isn't the 90s anymore. This isn't the 80s where everybody mm-hmm. just can't wait for can't wait for their anchor man to come on can't and they trust like them. I mean, oh my yeah. gosh, you guys. I I've played in a couple bands recently with like younger people in them. And literally like back in the day, even in like the mid 2000s, I would like people would think it's kind of a big deal when you're on TV or whatever. And you know, I would just mention my job. Oh, wow, that's cool. Well, nowadays I'd be like, yeah, I'm a meteorologist. I work on the weather channel stuff and they okay, whatever. Like literally nobody yeah, cares no, anymore. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And, you don't know what the weather channel is. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. Friends, the same way they're like yeah. the weather channel. What's the weather channel? <laughs> what channel is it? That's no, crap. I get that that's all the time. Exactly. Right. Right. I know. Yeah. yeah. So Ari, tell us about um, this little award you got—a recognition from Business um, Insiders. What did? You, what's this? About? Oh my Twitter. gosh, I this forgot about that. I think it was like, weren't you on that list too, Kim? No, no, they forgot. Are you sure? I think you should double check. They forgot. They You're forgot. on my list, Kim. <laughs> Thank was, you. Thank you. And what was that? I think it was two years in a row—2014, 2014, 2015, or something. Basically, just best people to follow on Twitter for weather. I'm sure I'm not going to be on the that's list this cool. year because I've. I've slacked off, but Have you? I think the thing, with Twitter, the thing with Twitter that's important is to try and be a little different, you know. That's kind of what I've based my whole career around. Um, I don't like being the same as everybody, and I think it drives Jen nuts sometimes because I try to do, like, everything different in life. She's like, can you just be, like, normal sometimes? I just want you to be, like, a regular husband. you got to look surprises. 
You gotta bring your dog <laughs> but, uh, with you each time. That'll do it. Did he ever get yeah, the cone dude. off his like the cone of silence? Oh, off right. his oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, it was brutal. It was brutal. I took it off a little bit early, and he started licking himself down there oh, after the. Uh, after the <laughs> I got worried he was gonna get infected. Can you blame <laughs> him? On, an STD or something? Oh my gosh! Okay. I didn't want I didn't want him to get neutered, but she wanted him neutered. So I, I guess he was starting to mark stuff. He still oh, marks stuff. So it's- hey, <laughs> keep an eye on Jen. I'm just saying. Do we have any major uh, questions still for Ari that we yes. can cover in the Ari, discussion? So my family is actually starting a band. Would you? And we need a drummer. We need a drummer. We have a guitarist. I play the recorder, and I also sing. The and recorder. mom plays the, the flute. So he plays the mean Lord use. of the Rings. That's going to be a really unique band. Is that going to? That's going to be like a new modern thing. The flute recorder. Lie, it, and... it doesn't mix well at <laughs> all, like but it happens. So, I can play the drum drummer. He had a little lamb. <laughs> that go Is well that the, the Godsmack version? All right. <laughs> well, well, we'll move on from that serious question. First, tell us, Ari, how can people follow you on social media? Basically, I try to make everything Ari Weather, just A-R-I Weather. So it's Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. I don't do such a good job with Facebook because, I don't know, I like to just kind of be in the moment. And the, the way they've got all their algorithms set up, it's so hard for people on their professional pages to get uh, good yeah. followings. He's got a recorder. He, he's going to start. Oh, he's God. muted, though. Thank God. Oh, no. You brought that on. <laughs> I'm practicing. I'm he practicing. He actually does practicing. have one. <laughs> can you play the Titanic oh. theme? Nope. Yeah. He's, he's a, nope. He plays a mean hobbit. We'll save that. What were we Keep talking about? I can't yeah, even we'll remember. Uh, where to follow we'll save you. that during break. Here, how to oh, follow you. Follow you. Like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So, so Twitter. Be... Follow him on Twitter. Basically. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter. But, you know, the, the thing even recently with Twitter is I've kind of just – I'm just not caring as much about it because – Maybe as I get older, the competitiveness is going in me a little bit, but it used to just be this competition, man. Who can get the information out first? Who can make a cooler tweet? And you put so much work into them, and it's kind of it kind of burns you out after a while. Like yeah. Recently, I've been really enjoying um, detaching from work when I leave work, which is yeah. something that you don't really get to do in local news that much. When you work in local news, hey, I worked morning shift. I have made a forecast. These people are counting on me. I need to go. But when you're working for like the national thing, you know, I feel like there's not as close of a connection with the people, which, by the way, I really do miss from local news. I, I wish that we could have that. But that's just how it is. There's so many people that watch these things, you know. They get on there. They don't care if it's me. They don't care if it's Kate or, who, or Danielle. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to be oh, real. You're selling yourself short, Ari. That's yeah. a bullcrap. <laughs> okay, so if, oh, you're, wait, if you're married to a meteorologist, how do you leave your work at work? Good well, good wow, that, man, that might be the best question we've had all night. Yeah, That's right. It's a very good point. We need a war. Happy birthday. <laughs> Well, it's it's nice because we can actually kind of enjoy it a little bit outside of work. Um, the thing the thing in local news because we were both working at at different competing stations in Huntsville, Alabama. We were both on air, and the thing is, oh, every time there was, a, yeah, I mean, every time there was a tornado outbreak or a severe weather outbreak, we were always at work, so we could never just go out and like chase the storms or enjoy it. Like now. If I'm not working on a weekend, even if there's big severe weather going on out in the plains, if we've just got a couple nice little hailers that are popping up around Atlanta in the summer, I can go out and chase those storms with Jen, and it's like a fun little date. You know what I mean? Aww. It's a true yeah. storm-chasing date. date and you it is. You won't be able to do that much longer. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a good point. No, we're bringing the baby. Oh, you're bringing care. the baby. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, I'm gonna storm get too close. out there, damn it. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for our lightning round, speed round of fun questions for our guest. And so, Ari, tonight we're going to be playing our Stormfront Freaks version of the Price is Right Switch game. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Now, Ooh. the Price is Right Switch game, the contestant is given uh, two prizes and a price for each of those prizes. And the contestant, all they have to do is decide, is that the right price or should should they switch the prices? Ah. Okay. Pretty that simple. is a game, though. I remember so, it. So we're yeah. playing Switch. It is. Front Freaks version. And what we're going to be talking about is I'm going to be using uh, Rolling Stone's top 100 drummers. Okay. Ooh. Oh, wow. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give you two drummers and I'm going to give you their ranking and you just have to decide if that's the correct ranking or if those rankings should switch. And the freaks okay. are more than welcome to awesome. uh, give their okay. advice. <laughs> uh, okay. process. Sound good? Yeah, I like this. Okay. But, Let's but give we're it a whiz through it. All right. So here we go. So the first two drummers. We've got Stuart Copeland of the Police at number 10 and Ringo Starr of the Beatles at number 14. Do you want to keep those or switch? Man, I thought they were going to be farther apart. Um, let's keep those. Mm-mm. You're going to keep those? That would be correct. Stuart oh, Copeland is 10. Yeah. 15. All right, next Come on, one. Kim. I know. We've I got uh, out, like, Beatles. Okay. Larry <laughs> Mullen Jr. of U2 at 51. Van Halen of Van Halen at 96. Uh, do you want to keep those numbers or switch them? Switch them up. You're going to switch them. So Larry Mullen yeah. at 96, Alex Van Halen at 51. Oh, that yeah. That would be correct. Easy. Oh, Easy. Correct. Good job, Ari. Oh, yeah. Hot All for right, teacher. Next Come one. on. Next one, we have uh, Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones at 12 or Phil Collins of Genesis at 43. Switch keep or keep. It, keep it. See, that's a tough keep one because keep. the other. Uh, let's see. The you. I'm sorry. Who was the first guy again? Uh, Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones at 12. Phil Collins of Genesis at 43. Keep or switch. Oh man. Um. Hopefully they're going by talent. I'm going to say keep it. You're going to keep it. So Charlie Watts at 12. It. Phil Collins 43. That would be correct. Yay! Three for three. Wow, good that's job. A thousand. Okay. All right, we got three more. <laughs> All right, we got uh, John Bonham is uh, of Led Zeppelin at number one, and Keith Moon of the Who at number two. Oh, Which that's tough. Oh, that's, well, that's a tough keep one. It, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. In my opinion, you should keep it, but mm-hmm. I just have a feeling that for that Rolling Stone would have Keith Moon at number one, just for so many reasons, like apart from the straight drumming, I'm gonna say sw- I'm gonna say switch them, but I think Bonham should be number one. Okay, and that would be incorrect. Bonham oh. is number one. And okay, good. Well, at least, was number two. At least he should be number one. I don't right. understand that one either. Last two, uh, last two. So uh, what do you got? Three for four. Pretty good. So Chad Smith of the Red Hot Pili- uh, Chili Peppers at sixty-four. And Phil Rudd of ACDC at 86. Oh, ACDC. Keep it or switch. Yeah. I think you keep it because um, the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer, he's, he's very, 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 very talented. Chad's yeah, good. he's really good. Right, so I think Chad's keep it. 64, Phil Rudd 86. That would be correct. Ah. You, uh, you keep that. All right, the last one. We have Tommy Lee of Motley Crue at 27 <laughs> and Dave Grohl. Of Nirvana at 85. Switch, 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 Keep switch. It or switch. Yeah. Switch. 
Who was the first one again? Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. Tommy Lee. Oh, Motley yeah. Motley yeah. Crew. Switch. Switch. What are you uh, saying? Switch, switch, switch. The thing is, Dave Grohl is a drummer. I mean, yes, he's a very good drummer. He's a very good drummer, <laughs> but he's more well-known for his mm-hmm. frontman stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tommy Lee's like just an iconic drummer. I'm going to say yeah. keep him. Say so keep that. And you would yeah. unfortunately finish uh, in Dang it. Tom, Tommy Sorry. Lee's going to listen to you, Kim. I know. Girls 27, but uh, you were, what did we you come up awesome with? You did awesome, though. Four wow, good six. job, Yeah. Good. Awesome so, job. Man, good for drinking. Awesome. Very good. All right. So that was Pretty good for the grain I'm alcohol. In, I'm impressed too. You know, you, you, you know your uh, you know, know your drummer. So your rock drummer. I do my right. I do know my drummers. One of the few so, things I do know well. We we got a lot of storms going on tonight. Obviously, we're in storm season. So chasers, <laughs> if you're looking to live stream and you actually need to, uh, then you got to check out severestreaming.com if you want to try and hook up with uh, with some live streaming. All you need, you just need an HD camera or a webcam, your laptop and a data plan, and that's it. SevereStreaming.com is going to go ahead and provide you with the rest. They'll give you a GPS location that can be tracked, as well as put your live video online and make it available for sale. So for over 10 years, they've been a leader in the chaser industry. They were actually the first to offer pro streaming accounts. Uh, So obviously they got a good history, and now they've got over 1,000 storm chasers that have signed up with them to broadcast severe weather live in the field. Uh, They're going strong tonight. Uh, if you follow uh, Severe Streaming or SevereStudios.com. So let these experts go ahead and help you get started. If you're interested, uh, go to SevereStreaming.com from Severe Studios and tell them that Stormfront Freaks sent you. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break. Our podcast listeners are going to hear the latest edition of Titans U Minute with Chris Sanner. Uh, but don't leave because we'll be right back with Ari and the Freaks to discuss the future of weather media. And now it's time for the Titan U Minute with Chris Satter. Today we're going to be talking about your best friend, or worst enemy as a storm chaser, the cap. You've heard the term hot air rises in science class. When it comes to how the atmosphere works, that's probably the best way to describe storm formation in a simplistic sense. As the sun heats the surface, air will begin to rise. Typically, air temperatures also fall as a heated air parcel rises through the atmosphere. So even though an air parcel will also be cooling as it rises, it will typically still be surrounded by air cooler and more dense than it is. Because of this, air parcels can rise through the atmosphere, condense, and form into thunderstorms. But some days, that heated air parcel meets a layer of air that is both warm and dry, known as the cap. The cap essentially puts a giant emergency brake on an air parcel rising through the atmosphere. Because the heated air parcel meets air that is warmer than it is, it quits rising. Because of this, storms don't form. To break the cap, one of two things have to happen. Either the cap has to cool, or the air rising into it has to warm up sufficiently to break through and form storms. Too strong of a cap and storms won't form. For the most severe weather, you want some capping, but not enough to keep storms from forming altogether. This allows the strongest storms to maintain themselves, while their weaker ones die off. So in reality, the cap is both your worst enemy and best friend. In that sense, it's the storm chaser's greatest frenemy. To catch more storm chasing tips, be sure to check out Tornado Titans and Titan U on the web at tornadotitans.com. 
and follow us on social media. Simply search for Tornado Titans and you'll find us. We'll see you next time. All right, we thought it'd be fitting uh, with Ari here to, to start talking a little bit about the future of weather and media and, and where people in the future here will continue to get their weather information. And I want to bring up a, an article by Bill Va. Uh, it's called the 2000. This was, this was last year, but it was called Report Future of the Local TV Market. And one of the things it discussed in the article was some, some stats that had come out regarding how people are getting their news information. Uh, and, and one of the stats was it talked about where people are getting their news information. And in, in the, the uh, question was where they're getting their information in the past week. And 87% of the respondents said they, they were getting or they looked at television to get their news media. 69% said uh, they got it from the computer or also got it from the computer. 56% said they got it from their cell phone. 29% said they went to their tablet. And 11% said they went to their smart TV or game console. So the point is, which the, the second, uh, I guess, stat is half of the respondents receive news and information from five or more sources. Mm. So the point is, is people are going to multiple sources mm. to get their news and information. And, of course, that includes weather. But where do you guys think this is going? What direction is it heading in? Well, Phil, I think, um, you know, the big trends that are going to continue in the future are, you know, digital, because ultimately it's going to be my generation that's going to be deriving that. Mm -hmm. And I look around at every single one of my friends, and I've actually, you know, going through the process of looking for a job and making a decision about my future, I, you know, did a poll of them and see how many of them actually watch the news, actually, how many of them, you know, got you know, their information from did the you publish news. that poll. Yeah. I did not. No, it was not was, a sign at the bar. Yeah. I did, three not, of your I did not have a standard deviation. I did not have a, you know, a percentage of error. But it was unofficial, but you know, it was, it was, you know, 85% of them said they got it from mobile sources. And once again, not scientific at all. 85% just, of five guys. Is that <laughs> no. I'm just saying. Five, you mean I'll tell you, thank God people don't the, come to Stormfront Freaks for the, the facts. Regardless of the scientific whatever. Of how Math major. He's a college graduate. Scientificness. Regardless of the scientificness of my study, it still proves a point that, you know, the future is not, is it is might be broadcast TV, but it's more likely going to be something digital and something on demand. And that's what everyone wants. They want on demand weather. That's why apps and things like that are yeah. doing so well. Um, I think in cases of severe weather, it's different, but, you know, and people want it free too. Like my friends were like, well, I'm not going to pay for, you know, people don't understand that accuracy, you know, is going to cost money and people don't, people don't necessarily want that. So I think the future is going to be, you know, continuing on trends like Ari was saying earlier of, of what we're seeing now. So the, the, you guys, the one thing I've noticed too, is being in the in industry a while, you get like people who are older that are used to watching TV and never used to have mobile devices tend to maybe go toward those same type of uh, media. Like they'll still watch TV or they'll still watch local. But like I work with so many people who are so much younger than me and they are all me like all digital all the time. And if you think yeah. about that, as time goes on, the people who watch local television are going to kind of phase out. And the people who are all younger and still on mobile 
and still getting it from either their phone or their laptop or something, that's going to kind of overtake it. I think if yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah. those habits are going to stay and just because really, what do we have? What, what resource do we have on us at all times? It's our phone. Right. right. I mean, we don't have, you know, we don't always have a laptop on us. We don't always have Wi-Fi, but we always have our phone. Yeah. Now, Ari, I'm so, curious, do you see any trends um, in that? Like, do you notice, you know, you, you might not know the stats of um, what, you know, what the broadcast side of the weather channel, what the numbers they pull, you know, their viewers. But do you have, you know, do you have an idea? Has it been increasing? Has the number of views you've been getting and hits on your site been increasing? Well, the same way as us. I mean, I think as far as the TV network goes, you know, they do good numbers when they have weather. You yeah. know, but they they have it tougher when they don't have weather. Whereas we can do different things, you know. But you know, I'm so surprised to hear that number eighty seven. Um, you know, eighty seven percent. I mean, is that like a Nielsen thing? Are you guys sending books to old ladies or something and asking them to fill it <laughs> out by hand? Like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, seriously, because I'm just thinking right now for myself. And and listen, you know, I'm not terribly young. I'm not terribly old. I'm somewhere in the middle, but. If anything is happening or if I need to know anything, literally the first thing I do is just open Twitter. I just open Twitter and I just scroll through a little bit. I, I mean, literally 10 or 15 seconds after those people got run over in New York today, I knew about it. Every time Donald Trump says anything, you know about it right away. <laughs> yep. I mean, seriously, it just, yeah. you know, depending on who you follow and I can just open up yahoo.com every day and all my top stories are right there. Everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, I mean, we literally, we cut the cable. We, we, we cut the cord a couple months ago trying to save money, just pay off a little debt, you know, get the baby coming and everything. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's nice to be able to sit on your TV and just kind of, you know, go through. But I've also got a TV. I've also got a laptop with YouTube on it that I can just put an HDMI cord in and anything that's on my computer you can just watch on the TV. So we actually don't miss it too much. All right, you better get used to cutting cord. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I heard it's hard. I've heard it's difficult. <laughs> Ew. Ew. So, so here, here's the question, though, because it did come up in our previous conversation. When it comes to live severe weather, is that is that where television still is maybe a little bit ahead of the game because they they can do it live, where yeah. others other devices and things like that a little harder to do that. Well, I mean, look, you're you're seeing this on a lot of local news apps right now. I mean, Span has been doing this for a while, I think, where they've got a stream of it constantly up. So, you know, you can have people that are in their tornado shelters with their with their phones that are watching the live stream of tornado coverage. Yeah, I think you have to have a man and a map there. You know, it's 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 mm-hmm. tough to do weird different things with that. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, you know all right. <laughs> uh oh, Dina's gonna get all mad at me now. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you can't work. He knows me so well. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. I just I think right now because it's the familiar place for a lot of people, especially during severe weather coverage. You hear, hey, we got a tornado warning. Okay, better turn on the TV and figure out because mm-hmm. the local guys will be all over it. I think in a broader sense. TV's in trouble, local news especially, because local news is still being done exactly like it was done in the 80s. It's 2017. I'm watching some of these local news stations in Atlanta. You've got a guy who's been out you know, at a car crash all day in the summer, and when he goes on at 5, the guy's wearing a suit. I mean, 
But yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no realness, and all of Kim, you know exactly what I'm because you are one of those people that I show people. I show people your tape because you talk like a normal person, but it drives me nuts. We have, I mean, really and truly, you, you have the people that you have the people that are writing for the for the anchors, the people that are writing the stories, and for some reason, people are still just writing these things like college essays, you know. Mm-hmm. Four people in a blaze, you know, just these words that nobody uses and, you know, and phrases. So anytime I ever have to have a script, which is pretty rare in here, you know, I make it a point to go through it. And I, if I have to write it, and I try not to write anything out. If I, if I have, you know, if I'm covering a wildfire or something and I need to know how many acres, I'll just, you know, write down a couple little bullet points and just add, just ad lib it. You know, I always tell people, you just learn about what you're going to talk about. And if you know what you're talking about, then you're going to do fine. And that's really broadcast meteorology in a nutshell. It's a little harder when you're doing news stories, I understand. But you can still write like you talk is the point. Mm -hmm. Or you can make it up, too. You You can. That works. That does work. And you know what I like, too, about it, Ari, is that, you know, when it's it's like you don't have to sit through a a newscast and where they pick everything you get to Mm -hmm. hear. So on Twitter and all these other, you know, um, platforms, you can pick what you want to read. You know, you can look at the weather, you know, you could check out the weather where you want, you know, things like that. So that's why I don't watch local news because, you know, I don't, I don't want somebody telling me the news that they think is important. I may not think it's important. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think another, yeah, fake news. Exactly. (laughs) I think another good point too, Ari, I think you brought this up. You know, I think we're going to see as Facebook live and, um, I know Periscope was kind of big, but now Facebook Live is kind of taking over. As people get an alternate medium to get their severe weather information, you know, they're going to flock to that. You know, I think right now there is no Facebook Live might be a decent, you know, medium for that. Um, but it's not done widely enough in severe weather circumstances for people to do it. I think when a, you know, a different medium that supports, you know, live severe weather comes about, I think it's going to absolutely wipe out local news because like I said, or like, you know, like we've all been saying is, you know, people want to see, you know, maybe about five to 10 minutes of the news and they don't want to watch the rest of it. Right. That's right. it. I mean, there's so much filler in local news. Yeah. It's just brutal. So I and think when, just... a medium, when a medium comes around, you know, people are just going to, people are going to flock to it. Yeah, I think Plus so, hopefully yeah. the future will be more like uh, being able to tailor whatever you see. You know, we were talking about even the apps. I mean, what if you pick exactly the things maybe you, you have some kind of tags it's looking for for only your area or certain mm-hmm. subjects or I'm not sure I, the word I want to use, some kind of tag. And that's really what you receive. Like, I don't want to like hear about do that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear about I don't care about that. But this is exactly what I want. Um, I That's why I kind of like the way we set up even uh, the shows on the app, because you can either pick and choose what you want right. or you could just sit it and let it play out. And, and go to each one, but you don't, you're not That's stuck waiting through it. Right. I like that about uh, this thing that the network is doing now. And I know this is going to be a competitor thing for us, uh, Dina, but they're doing this thing with local now. And it's the first time where I've watched it where I'm just like, Oh man, like they get it now. It's a, it's an, it's an app. It's called local now. And I think, uh, you know, I've, I've downloaded it and checked it out and they kind of just give you a little local rundown of what's going on. You get a little news, a little weather, a little sports, and it's very quick. And it's to the point, And then they get out. But, I mean, you can't do that on TV. What are they supposed to do? It's like seven minutes. I feel yeah. terrible. Sometimes you're waiting through three minutes of something that's just dragging on and on, and you're like, I, I, and then you don't know what's coming up after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw out a quick devil's advocate side of the thing here. Please do. Um, 
in all this talk about people consuming, right? Consuming things they feel are important to them, whether it be news or weather or whatever. Do we ever think there's a time when people need to see some things they don't think they need, but maybe they really I don't. do? Man, you're bossy. <laughs> I don't though personally. Um, you know, and you know, I hope my bosses aren't listening. But we do a lot of the climate <laughs> stuff, which hey, look, I I believe in climate change. Everything's good, but. The point is it's a business at the end of the day and that stuff does so bad numbers. I mean, just no, it's not, you know, people don't care. You know, well, I don't know how to put it. Well, yeah, it's not on I know. the doorstep. You know, it's not ripping the roof off. Right. right. I mean, you get so examples boring, like that. Boring. I don't know. You see now the way that, you know, cable news is every, every station spins stuff other ways and they give you the news the way that they think you need to have it. I think one of the biggest overlying problems in all of broadcasting that has always been, and especially now, is condescending to people. You know, coming across mm-hmm. as, I'm better than you. I know what you need to know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah it just drives me freaking nuts. Mm-hmm. I can't take it. And it's, it's a big reason why um, a lot of people don't do so well, I think. Yeah. No, I get it, especially when there's it's it's the day it's the age of choice right now. So, you know, when when you do have other mediums you can go to where you do have a choice, it's hard to stomach it when you don't have any choices. Yeah, yeah. well, so. you get. Go ahead. Uh, well, and I, th- and I think credibility is a big part of that too. Like if you were, you know, a hundred percent, you know, if you were eighty percent accurate, ninety percent accurate, which some I mean some meteorologists might be, I don't know, but if you were, you know, known to be much more accurate than any other source, people would come to you, but. You know, it doesn't matter if you are or not. People's perception of you mm-hmm. is already tainted by the fact that they just already assume you're wrong because you're a meteorologist. So that's you know? why, that, you know, that even, even broadcasting, you know, they, they already have the deck stacked against them because their one differentiator could be accuracy, but the public doesn't perceive it like that because of the, you know, already, you know, assumed stigma that people have. So that's the depressing all, thing is, you know. Go it all goes right. back to being real. Okay, that's yeah. the thing with this whole thing. So if you're wrong, you got to us up that you were wrong i think i was so mad at the weather service in uh what was it new york city or whatever they i remember dina i came in that morning yeah we looked at the models together and i said to you i was like there's i said there's too much warm air intrusion there's no way that they're they're gonna get this much snow same deal in boston why are these numbers still like this and it's a tough thing working at the weather channel because you're at the mercy of the forecast center who's probably working pretty close that you know local news you make your forecast and you stick by it but Mm -hmm. You know, with this, you can't. So anyway, but the point is they did the cardinal sin, which was condescending to people. They treated people stupid. The weather service did, and it was a huge mistake. They even came out after and they said it. So what they did was, if you guys aren't familiar, and I'm sure most of you here on this podcast probably are, but they had this blizzard warning out. They pretty much knew that it wasn't going to be this much snow and that it wasn't going to be quite a blizzard, but they left the warning up just so that people would take it seriously. And they admitted to that afterwards. So why do you think that people don't take stuff seriously? Right. Yep. I mean, yep. I mean, it's not rocket science and we have the, the weather service and the government, they do all these social science uh, experiment. Oh, we got to pay these people to do all these social science uh, studies and all this stuff. No, it's freaking rocket science. Just stop. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? A liar, liar. Stop yeah. breaking the law. You know. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what if a news director decides if there's no weather, we're not paying you, and so you have to come up with different medium on the boring days? Oh, Ooh, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 it's a weather cat. Obscure amount of weather kittens that I could do. <laughs> with Brady and his little kitty. 
I have right. one. I also have a T-shirt that has a cat with lightning shooting out of its paws. Oh my god! Good. Yeah. 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 It's pretty epic. Yeah, shows going to the cats. Um, <laughs> hey, we want we want all of our listeners, listeners and viewers. Tell us what you guys think. You can comment by email at questions with an S at stormfrontfreaks.com, and uh, we'll look to share some of those on our next show. Weatherproshop.com. Now, ladies, right, how hard is it to in, in the weather industry to find weather garb uh, related that fits you and you're not having to wear guys' shirts and all that kind of stuff? Um, weatherproshop.com, they are one of the only retailers to offer a full line of women's apparel along with their men's line of Skyworn logoed performance polos and T-shirts. Uh, they're also going to be releasing a, a line of dual polarization training cards. Uh, weatherproshop.com, they've got oh, lots of these laminated like spotter reference cards. So if you're a storm spotter or chaser, they've got some great reference cards. They're all laminated so they can get wet. You can throw them in your car, have them with you while you're out and about. Um, so be aware of that. And if you're a new customer, when you set up your, your account, you're going to receive automatically a 5% discount off your order. But if you're also a Stormfront Freaks listener, Ooh. you're going to get an additional 5% discount at checkout when you enter the, cord, uh, the code STORM, S-T-O-R-M. Enter that code at checkout. You'll get an additional 5% off your order. That's at weatherproshop.com. And an so additional go 5% ahead. if you say cord. Right. <laughs> hey everybody happy birthday have a drink happy birthday, uh, happy birthday. <laughs> we're uh we're gonna go ahead and take our final break so listeners can hear brady's storm school the rest of you watching can uh, refill your birthday drinks and when we come back it'll be time for our good old weather fools and weather resources this is storm school where together we'll take an in-depth look into certain weather phenomenon, why they happen, where they happen, what causes them. Some topics we'll cover will things you might have never heard before or things you've heard a lot. Welcome to Storm School. Class yeah. is in session. Hello once again, guys. I'm Brady, and on this week's episode of Storm School, we're going to talk about lightning and lightning safety. Now, this is very applicable um, we're entering into the very meaty part of our storm season, of our severe storm season, um, especially for portions of the plains. I know Oklahoma, they have a high risk today. They're actually getting hit with some pretty bad severe weather. Um, and, and with that severe weather is a lot of lightning within those severe storms. So let's first start off with some facts about lightning. You know, how many people actually will die every year from lightning? The average basically number of deaths every year is 31. Average uh, estimated number of injuries is 279, and the odds of getting struck by lightning are actually 1 in 1,042,000, and then the odds of getting struck by lightning in your lifetime are 1 in 13,000. So, you know, you may look at that and say, well, you know, that's that's most likely not going to happen. 1 in 13,000 in your lifetime, that's, you know, that's that's some pretty big odds for, or some pretty small odds for you know, it being across your entire lifetime. But actually when you put yourself in harm's way, because those statistics are through the good and the bad weather. So um, basically what that's saying is if you're outside, if you're not following some of these procedures that I'm about to do, you definitely put yourself, you increase your odds of getting struck by lightning um, a lot. And there actually is no number for that, but it you definitely increase um, 
your chances a lot. So what exactly is safe from lightning? You know, is under a tree safe? The answer is no to that. Actually, anywhere outside where you can feel the air um, in, and you're not in a closed, you know, concrete building, not necessarily like an overhang, even, even something like a shelter that has, you know, like a picnic shelter that's open to the public, you can actually be struck by lightning, even in one of those, the lightning can actually come up underneath. You have to have a wall between you and the surrounding environment. If you don't have that, then you definitely still are for the th- um, you, you're in danger's way for the threat of lightning. Also, how far away does lightning strike from the storm? It can actually strike about five to ten miles. Some strikes even go up to 10 to 12 miles even away from a thunderstorm, which those strikes are called out of the blue strikes, and that's because it's blue sky, and there'll be a strike of lightning that'll seem to come out of nowhere that really originates from a storm that's 5 to 10 miles away. So a good rule of thumb for that is if you hear thunder, when thunder roars, go indoors. If you can hear the thunder, then you are within the range to get struck by the lightning that that thunder creates, or that the thunder basically is a result of. So that's another rule of thumb is, you know, when you're outside and you hear thunder, get inside. Another fact that people don't realize, or another myth that I'm going to debunk here is that metal attracts lightning. Metal actually doesn't attract lightning. It's the fact that it's a tall, you know, things that are, you know, like metal structures that's really tall is just based, you know, lightning's attracted to the height. So running outside with a bat isn't necessarily, while being, you know, very stupid during a thunderstorm, it doesn't necessarily make you more likely to get struck by lightning. So those people that want to get struck by lightning, that's not going to do it for you. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about is lightning. Um, You know, people say, well, if lightning strikes, you know, a certain area once, it won't strike it again. That's not true. Think about the Empire State Building. The Empire State Building gets struck dozens of times every year. Um, You know, things can be struck by lightning repeatedly. So, don't necessarily use that as a precursor. And make sure when you're inside, also with lightning, you stay away from um, you know, anything running water in your house, any electrical appliances, because if lightning strikes your house, that current's going to go through all the electric, all the electric um, items in your house, as well as any running water or any baths or showers. So those are a couple of good rules of thumb for lightning. Um, you can take a look at the uh, lightning safety page on NOAA for more information. I would recommend, highly recommend that, um, especially um, for those of you storm chasers out there who may put yourself in harm's way much more often to get a good shot of a tornado. Um, that will help you stay safe. All right, thanks for joining me. Let's get back to the podcast. All right, thanks, Brady. Hey, time now for weather resources. This is the where you can get all the cool gadget stuff and anything that's weather related. So the ladies have it tonight. Let's start with Dina. What do you got? Okay, I'm going to share my screen. Share, and I've got a weather hazards page. It's the weather and hazards data viewer from the National Weather Service. So it's wrh.noaa.gov/map. So I've got it over, say, um, Colorado, and you're seeing winter storm warnings. And over on the left, you can click on, say, weather observations, and it'll pop up on your screen. So there are overlays, and you can even mouse over certain things and click on them and get more information. Um, And these are great because it's all interactive. You can pick what you want on the map. You can pick radar on the map. um, And you could... But this is a great little resource... um, for any kind of warnings, nice. observations, anything you want. So, how far does it zoom? <clears throat> um, 
Uh, hold on. There we go. It's kind of taking its time today. But you can get the, the country. Um, I really only ever used it in the, the United States, but you've got the radar on there. Um, and then over on the left, you've got uh, whatever you want to overlay. you got the forecast, precip. I mean, even five. Even did you legend. just swear? You cut out when you said, I think, fire. And we just got the fuck. Yep. MJ, <laughs> I saw his hands on the keyboard. MJ was all. No, I know. It's been cutting out on me a little bit today. All right. Cool. So that's my weather resource. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Where do you find it one more time? Um, let's see. It is www.wrh.noaa.gov forward slash map. Awesome. That's right. awesome. Cool. Thanks, Dina. Time now to the other lady. All right. Go let's ahead, see if Kim. I can do what this right. Okay. Let me see here. This is an honor, of course, of hurricane season. So this is um, hurricanehunters.com or the Hurricane Hunters Association website, which is so great, especially for those of you, maybe our younger listeners who may be thinking about maybe going into the Air Force Reserves and maybe becoming a hurricane hunter. And this is such a great website. Um, for one thing, it has here the cyber flight. Now, this actually, if you click on this, this will take you through what the, um, the crew actually goes through to get ready to go on a mission. So you click on like briefing and it tells you all about the briefing that they go through. The next thing they do is the pre-flight briefing and then the flight plan. And it goes through the steps of what these guys do to get ready to go out there. And um, it's really fascinating. They also have some great pictures. You can look at some of them, um, some of the cool storms they've been in, um, mm. the deployments, weather images. Then the Swan 38 scholarship, which is awesome. So those of you in school looking for some extra bucks, this is something to think about because Dang. they actually give money right to you um, to help you with school. And you just have to download the application, send it in, and you, maybe they'll help you out. So this scholarship, by the way, this 138, a cool story about this. It's a memorial scholarship, and it's named after the 54th WRS crew with the call sign Swan 38, who disappeared without a trace over the Western Pacific on October 12, 1974. Wow. And then it lists the wow. names of those on, on board. So really cool um, scholarship, and I think you should guys have looked into that too. And then they have a meteorology. You click on that, you, and it takes you uh, to the science of tropical meteorology. And uh, if you click on that, it takes you to Nestus, I believe. I think it's going to take me there. We don't have to go there. But, yeah. And so it gives you satellite imagery, things you can click on. But such a great site, I think, anyway, for anybody who's interested in tropical meteorology and maybe thinking about, you know, a career um, either studying hurricanes or maybe going into the reserves to try to be a, uh, a hurricane hunter. So cool. that's mine. Thank you. Ever, I wish I would have known about that a couple weeks ago, and I could be graduating college with some massive dollars. But yes, I'm see, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I should have brought that up. Anyway, <laughs> Just, that's hurricanehunters.com, by the way. Cool. Now, did you ever do that? Did you ever fly in the plane? I did not. I did not. Okay. When I was in the Air Force, um, I wanted to. I looked into it, but they had actually. I had just gotten too much rank. So they, as far as enlisted people, they only used people that were like airmen, not sergeants. So by the time I got into meteorology, I was a sergeant. I couldn't be a hurricane hunter. What and was then your, they, 
What was I'm your sorry. final final rank? St- staff sergeant. Sweet. That's pretty so cool. They, they eventually got rid of all enlisted people and just used reservists. But yeah, that's my story. I wanted to do it, but is that is that E five? Uh E four. E four. Very cool. Yeah. Way to go. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Okay. I, feel like let I need me to salute Sharon. you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> do it, Miss. Nice stuff on you. There you go. Awesome. Uh oh, uh, hands gotta be crisp. All right. My son's thinking of going in, so I'm actually pretty excited. Oh, wow. oh yeah. let me talk to yeah. him. I'll uh, talk him out of it. <laughs> no, <I'm Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go ROTC though. So that's anyway, awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Kim and Dina. Hey, if you sure. want to check out all the posted stuff from episode 27 on show notes, you'll want to check that out at stormfrontfreaks.com. And just click on episode 27. All right, Brady, we did it in reverse order. So now tell us about your favorite part. Yeah, of the show. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little thrown off by that. I, I'm used to leading in and kind of being the star. <laughs> the star. You know what? We're, we're going to make it work. But yeah, so. so we'll make it work. <laughs> so what is Weatherfool? So Weatherfool, for those of you that um, this is your first time or you've just never gotten to this part of the show, Weatherfools is where, you know, us as freaks in the show look for some sort of viral video or news story within the past, you know, couple of weeks where someone did, some, you know, something that wasn't so smart and it concerned weather. Um, you know, for example, running around outside with a metal bat. Although that's been proven that that actually doesn't attract lightning. As much as people think it did, because metal doesn't. Anyway, that's the tracks. Huh? What? what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But are you making um, this up? Yeah, I think he. No, I'm not. No, I'm yeah, he's just loaded with. Let me see that wine glass. I swear. No, the only thing that attracts, you know, the only thing that makes it more likely to show up by lightning is the fact that it's higher. It doesn't actually. The metal doesn't actually attract the lightning. It's just the fact that it's <clears> higher. <throat> that and that's actually that's actually. What a, if it's pointy? Well, <laughs> if it's pointy. <laughs> Well, see, well, yeah, so it might conduct <laughs> it better, but doesn't necessarily attract it. That's a, those are two different things. Well, the same ahead. thing happen if you held a wooden bat higher? Too. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, it would, it would, you know, it, it would just attract the same amount. You know, you just have an equal chance. All right. <laughs> Kim, what, what is your weather pool this week? Okay. This is a great one. Oh, right. <laughs> Explain it for our, okay, ra- our then, listeners. All right. We are looking at a man, probably middle-aged oh, man. God. Uh, with no shirt on and just a pair of jeans running out into his yard when it's hailing. And I'm thinking it's, there may be a few golf ball size hailstones oh, in there. He's like and he's out there. He's yelling, it's hailing out here. It's hailing out here. And uh, one hits him right in the head. And he's, and he's <laughs> look, it's like weather Tai Chi. Look, look, it got oh. him in the head. And oh. he stayed, oh. stayed there. It's like, oh. what in the world? What kind of a fool does this, man? Oh my he was looking for his beer, Kim. And add, priorities. Add and not, not, not only is he shirtless, but he's probably a good 275, 300 pounds. <laughs> it's it's not really easily. Anyway, so that's my weather rule. Oh, <laughs> glad we finally got to that. That's going to be tough to follow up, That's going to be tough to follow up, and that's why I'm not going next, and Dina's going to go next. Right. Gonna, Dina, what's one, I'm not sure it's week? funny, but it may not beat the, that belly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is a reporter, and I always love some of these. They're standing outside. Of course, they're trying to look cool. Is that Matt Damon? Yeah, that looks like Matt Damon. <laughs> 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 Matt at the bottom Damon. of this wedding hill. And he's talking, and um, 
you know, you kind of just pan in on him for a second, and then you see this sled come down, and wait for it, bam! Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Flipped him like a 360. Oh, my and he keeps going. <laughs> he tried oh to keep God. going. Dude, wow. I'm just going to lay here, you I know? I want to see that again, Dina. <laughs> All right, hang on. Let me back it up. Okay, here we go. Here it comes. So it's the wait inner tube it. on the hill no. that takes out the guy standing at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. And the guy, the guy in the inner tube like didn't make any attempt to get out of the way. No, he just, I think he, he was going too fast because it was just too much. Just, and is he reporting? Is he, he was reporting. Oh he was reporting. <laughs> but he, he was funny. If you watch the video and you actually listen to the audio part of it, he's like, ugh. Yeah, one one of the one of either the <laughs> camera bet. person or one of the producers on site said something like, Oh, he's walking it off. He's walking, yeah, walking it off. <laughs> I mean, he literally did it through was he trying to was he trying to jump him or what? what was, I think he, he just got clipped. I think he uh, just got clipped his like he was making he a trial for ESPN. Because he got knocked out from under him and he just flipped over. That's so. a good one. That's yeah, a, I, seriously, I don't know how you miss a freaking inner tube that size. Barely <laughs> down the hill when you're looking at it, like he was supposedly I doing. I, uh, Can you get I'm the beer belly guy to do it next time? Well, Dina, that was awesome. Um, so. Now, I don't think mine's going to come anywhere close, especially because I don't have video, or I don't want to show video of it. But uh, So mine is, this is actually takes place in Russia. So there was a female meteorologist, um, and I forget the name, or her name was Larissa. Are you sure she was a meteorologist? Yeah, was I, to be honest, I don't know. She might have, she, <laughs> she her name was Larissa Sladikova. She's 43 oh, years old. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he was on that dating before. website. I was oh, oh my <laughs> gross! <laughs> wrong website, Brady. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that that would be terrible if that was the wrong website. Mm-hmm. But for the love of God, don't share the screen. It's Daily Star. It's Daily Star at Coda UK. But um, anyway, so she had been getting negative comments about her outfits on Twitter. So she decided, hey, I'm just going to go for it, and I'm going to come on with a very exposing bikini on sure. live. Oh, sure. I mean, what this the hell? is. Gosh. I mean, I would go to the beach, and I'd be like, man, that's you know, that's a little like you know, that's yeah. a little too much. And she's on live television. So, I mean, wow. it was just... And did she, she walk on with it on, or did she oh, take yeah. it off to get no, to she it? No, she walked on with it on. She said, <laughs> oh. life is short, and she said, life, life is, is short, short, and the minutes are She's priceless. Look in the mirror. Marissa's yeah. <laughs> fans agreed with her, re- replying to her post, calling her a goddess, and telling her not to pay attention to the nonsense. <laughs> Good for her. You know, the music and, for the and, station and, is... And, and it says, and I quote, and I quote, and the busty star has shown even further defiance by continuing to deliver her weather report in tiny outfits as well oh, yeah. showing no no i won't, I won't say the rest of well that, you know we just we just got done discussing the future of weather media <laughs> there you go maybe that's, that's the wrong that's the direction that's a good point although I, it'll be a long time that then cat, cat videos I take it she brutal. did not get fired. She did not get fired. No. She got promoted. No. The ratings no, probably went up. <laughs> no, it said she they actually gave her an honorary meteorology degree. No. The response was so crazy. They actually, she continued to do it in the future. That's what the article oh, was. Shocking. Anyway, you can find these videos on stormfrontfreaks.com. Um, be sure to check out our show notes um, so you can catch all of that on our website and more. All right, Phil. That would be episode 27. Episode, yeah, episode, under episode there 27. Because you, you, you can look at any of the episodes, and all our links will be on there. But if you're looking yeah. for these, then, yeah, go go to episode 27. <laughs> all right, MJ, what do we got for listener questions? 
All right. Well, uh, we've got at least some shout outs and some comments to talk about. Uh, I have to say uh, shout out for us to our viewers on, on YouTube. They come on and they share what they're drinking with each other while we're doing ours. Yeah, they get into it. So we uh, certainly, we appreciate all of you uh, watching nice. for sure. And if you're listening to the podcast, you've never joined us live on a Thursday night. Uh, please do check us out at stormfrontfreaks.com. And uh, take a look. Um, Isaac S., uh, he thanked us for, he was the winner of the Weather Pro Shop gear uh, on our last podcast. Oh, yes. So he chimed in and said thank you. Good job. We appreciate that. Uh, Dennis Becht, uh, No Place Like Home AZ, uh, both checked in uh, on Facebook and uh, gave a shout out. Cat uh, McComb says, The Freaks is my ringtone. Huh. Like, oh, there you go, yeah, baby. Uh, it's, it's me. It's it's my recorder. That's probably what it is. I think it was episode three that I played the recorder. That's, right. that's probably sorry, Brady. Uh, that's if it's there. the cat or a ringtone, it might be Brady's future wife. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, hey, send your photos. Well, I'm still looking. Anyone that's listening. Barry Gray checked in with us by email a couple of times working with SVL Chasers. Uh, he shared his setup with us that he has that he works with in terms of helping them, uh, helping their spotters with where to locate and, and what to do. And he had quite the setup in this. Yeah, which is those. pretty, yeah, I saw yeah. that. That was pretty, pretty cool. Amazing. I was a little jealous of that, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and last thing, uh, tonight, uh, Christine Vierkamp. Uh, checked in uh, on the live chat uh, from the YouTube video, and she is watching us near Frankfurt, Germany. Wow! Um, oh my ooh, God! Is gross. Gross. Yeah, Marcus is gross. Take me uh, Berliner. Well, here you go. Kim, you're gonna have to find a German beer next time. Ah, <laughs> yeah, not hard to find. <laughs> and and last last but not least, the winner of our latest uh, giveaway. Uh, we are giving. We were giving away Michael Blinsky's uh, Storm Chaser photography book, and the winner for and uh, Phil's displaying that for our viewers right now, and the winner is David uh, Amos yeah. entered through Facebook. So David, David Amos, Amos, congratulations! Woo! Woo! Congratulations! Wow, congratulations! That's going to come with an official uh, cat calendar signed by yours truly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I can't decide which is more valuable. Either, to be oh, that'll be our next giveaway. That'll Give up a T-shirt, Brady. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. I was going to say, I have about 30 cat calendars in my closet. So. Oh, you did? Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> he, he still has a cat calendar from 1998 still oh, in his closet. Oh, my God. Oh, that closet. I'd be All right. Well, that. that about does it. Thank God for this episode of Stormfront <laughs> Freaks podcast and Stormfront Freaks Raw, our birthday episode. Hey. Um, Yay. Our best yet. Uh, but thanks for listening and watching. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, I did I did make a comment on Twitter that uh, if you leave a positive review on iTunes with your Twitter handle, I'll go ahead and send you an MP3 of our opening song that you can use for your ringtone as well. You guys are drunk, man. I love it. Happy <laughs> birthday. Uh, and also, uh, remember to subscribe. No way. To the show, so you get all the content. Special thanks to our awesome guest tonight, Ari Sarsalari. And our next episode, you know, and I can't, I don't understand why Jen hasn't taken his last name yet, but oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> our next episode in two weeks is on June 1st at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. We will be with Storm Chaser and former co star of Tornado Chasers, Dick McGowan. 
Uh, so go to stormfrontfreaks.com if you'd like to watch that live. And so for MJ, Maz, Dina, Brady, and Kim, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear. Happy birthday, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody. Happy birthday. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Where's your little hosen? His little hose? Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com, providing interactive weather content for web, mobile, and digital displays at cost-effective prices. Zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.